0: Genesis chapter 29 Let's start with. Let's start with 15 And Laban said unto Jacob Jacob's after Rachel Okay, that's what was ahead of all this Jacob's trying to get her as his wife Laban said unto Jacob Because thou art my brother Shouldest thou therefore serve me for naught Tell me, what shall thy wages be? Laban had two daughters. The name of the elder was Leah. The name of the younger was Rachel. Leah was tendered eye. That's not a compliment. But Rachel was beautiful and well favored. Jacob loved Rachel and said, I will serve thee seven years for Rachel, thy younger daughter. Laban said, it's better that I give her to thee and that I should go give her to another man. Abide with me. Jacob served seven years for Rachel. And they seemed unto him. But a few days. For the love. That he had for her. And Jacob said to Laban. Give me my wife. For my days are fulfilled. That I may go in unto her. And Laban gathered. Together all the men of that place. And made a feast. Came to pass in the evening. He took Leah, his daughter, brought her to him. He went in unto her. Laban gave unto his daughter Leah, zillified, his maid for handmaiden. Came to pass that in the morning, behold, it was Leah. He said to Laban, What is this thou hast done? Did I not serve thee for Rachel? Wherefore then hast thou beguiled me? You lied to me, deceived me. Laban said, it must not be so in our country to give the younger before the firstborn fulfill her week. And we will give you thee this also for the service which thou shalt serve with me yet seven another, seven other years. Jacob did so and fulfilled her week and he gave Rachel his daughter to wife also. Laban gave to Rachel his daughter, Billah his handmaiden to be her maid. And he went in also unto Rachel. He loved Rachel more. Then Leah served him yet seven other years. Verse 31 is where I'll stop. And when the Lord saw that Leah was hated, he opened her womb. But Rachel was barren. The prized possession, Rachel, he finally gets her, loves her more than life itself, but yet she can't have kids. And the one he don't want, the one he hates, is the one that can have kids There's a blessing In Leah There's a blessing in Leah uh, as, as always I'm, I'm such a I love titles So I'm going to give you two And you pick the one you want There's a blessing in Leah Our God help me Love Leah Help me love Leah Jacob got a hold of something He didn't want But there was a blessing In it, even though he couldn't see it. Lift your hands one more time and ask God to help us today. Jesus, I ask you for your anointing, your favor. Your word's already anointed. Let your word go forth with clarity. God, I plead your blood over all of us today. Let our hearts be ready and prepared for the word of God here today. I ask you in Jesus' name, we pray. God bless you. You may be seated. I do want to say welcome to all of our visitors, man. The house is full of. Uh, visitors and newcomers and, and different ones we're so glad and honored that you would that you would be here with us today especially in all of this this stuff going on Jacob the son of Isaac and Rebekah well he had a brother Esau the backdrop of this story is is foundational in understanding how God was establishing families God was establishing families. He was uh, establishing dominion. He had told uh, the grandfather to Jacob. His grandfather was Abraham. He said, wherever you put your foot, I'm going to give it to you. It speaks of dominion. It speaks of authority. So from the very beginning, uh, you see that God intended for His people uh, again the church was not born yet this was to the jews but it carries over to the new testament you can find a continuity a, a thread that connects to the new testament again him speaking of dominion and authority and he told abraham i want to give you everywhere that your foot is placed I want to give you the land, speaking of dominion and authority. It is your and my privilege that when you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you're not just a church goer, but you're more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. You now are a victor that can take things that the enemy has taken away from you. Or you and I have lost by forfeit or or, or lack of assertiveness in our lives. That's the beautiful thing of when you and I get the Holy Ghost. I don't have to sit idly by... and. And watch evil run rampant. But I can pray in the Holy Ghost. Jude said it like this. Build your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is more as I said before. Than just an added agent. But it's given to you and I. That we can take dominion. And use the authority that God gives you and I. To see miracles and signs. And lost loved ones come. And have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Jacob was a byproduct of understanding these things. That you're a man that can take dominion. You're a man that was made to conquer. You're a man part of a patriarchal lineage of Abraham that made covenant with God. That God said, I'm going to give you all of the land where your feet touch. I'm going to bless you as the stars of the heaven, as the sand of the sea. I'm going to bless you. That was Jacob's promises. But yet here's one factor that Jacob had to deal with. It was the man he saw in the mirror. It's one thing to have the promises of God. It's another thing to hold on until the promises of God can come to pass. It's one thing to hear God and shout on Sunday or Wednesday and get a promise or a prophecy or something in God's word from prayer. But it's a whole different ball game when I've got to hang on until that thing comes to pass. And let me jump just a little bit ahead. Sometimes what God does is, is before you're promised Rachel, you got to deal with Aaliyah. Before you and I walk into what God has promised and said is going to be ours, i got to deal with Aaliyah that I don't want. I got to deal with a situation or a circumstance in life that I never asked God for. And I'm going to interchange it between her as a person and, and speak of it metaphorically as seasons of life that you and I go through. Because they are seasons of Leah. There's walks that I walk that are not comfortable. There's associations I have that are not comfortable. There's things I go through that are not comfortable. It's a proverbial Leah season. But in the middle of it, if I let God have his way, there's going to be something birthed out of a Leah season. What's difficult today is going to be a great blessing tomorrow. What's hard right now, there's coming something that's going to be good. Out of the trouble and the problem. You know, you read in the earlier parts of, of the church of them coming out of Exodus in Egypt, uh, first chapters of Exodus, it says, The more they were persecuted, the more they multiplied. There's something about when the pressure's on something happens inside you to make something in you that you could have never got outside of the pressure or outside of the difficulty or outside of the problem that's why if you and I could ever get a revelation God help me to love Leah help me to love what I'm going through right now and not fight it with my heels dug in and saying oh life's got to be so much better yeah life is going to get a little bit better but until then I want to love Leah I want to have a relationship Ship with God in the midst of the persecution and in the midst of the trouble and in the midst of the conflict, yeah. the hard part is trying to to find God. See, it wasn't so much of him trying to find God as much as was God's trying to find him and get him to realize what was in Jacob that he didn't even know was there. The story starts. He goes. He leaves. Because of deception He leaves his father's house Because he tricked his father Isaac Into giving him the blessing And his mama Rebecca And him conspired Against their father You think family turmoil is something new? Mama lying against the daddy Come on, I wish I had about four more amens. Y'all ain't saying it because that means I might need to dig right there. Problems in a family ain't nothing new. The mama conspires with the kid against the dad. How out of order is that? I thought when you got married, you were one. It ain't mama and daddy or a mama and the kids against the daddy or the daddy and the kids against the mama. It's the mom and daddy first, the kids are second. Whatever happened to this mindset, I'm going to just be my kid's best friend. Have you lost your mind? I'm just going to let them do whatever they want to do because I want them to like me. You, you need to go hear Dr. Field. You ain't my best friend. You ain't never going to be my best friend. You're my son. And my responsibility is to raise you, but together we raise you. She's always first, and you second. Oh, I'm telling y'all, I just hit a nerve right there. Oh my God, my kids, they, they're just something. Man, I, I, when I, I, you don't understand, my, they treat me better than my husband do. Uh, I ain't going to say what I'm thinking, but read it. Uh, Family dysfunction is not new And Rebecca conspires With the boy Against the daddy All for power And money Nothing new under the sun folks power and money has been the ruin of many that don't know how to handle it. You and I need to remember God is what blesses us. God, that's why you and I give in an offering. That's why we give back to God. You're not giving you're not paying tithe. I'm giving back to God what's God's already and when I give in my offering and I give God, you're basically saying it's yours God and if I do my part, you're going to bless me. You're going to favor me. We don't pray that prayer to memorize it. We pray it because we're proving God In the word of God And Jacob tricks His daddy To give him a blessing That wasn't even his He was the younger Esau was the older It should have went to Esau But his deception Against his daddy Caused him now to leave And run to another land Now he didn't go very far He went to Rebecca's brother His uncle's house <laughs> Kind of like when you're kids When mama don't do You run to grandma's house Hopefully grandma and them Don't ruin everything you just did <laughs> Oh Lord There's another stump right there Y'all better start saying some amens I'm get to digging <laughs> uh, Everything Mom and daddy trying to teach And grandma trying to undo God help you, I love you But don't undo and contradict So he runs to the uncle's house And he shows up And on the heels of him showing up He sees Rachel Now hear me Jacob You lied You schemed You connived You deceived your own daddy See this is where we struggle But wrong got by Wrong got by Never gets by, and what you and I do today, we're going to face it tomorrow. You say, "Well, I'm just going to—I'll be dead and going to hurt." People. I'll be dead and gone before I have to deal with it. How horrible! Because your kids are going to deal with what you didn't deal with. This is a perfect example. It—it it was a family tradition. Oh. It followed all the way down Abraham you lying dog You lied and said Sarah was your sister when you went to Egypt and because You lied and you didn't conquer It, it traveled on down Now it's in I and went on down to Jacob And now Jacob's Lying and deceiving because Abraham anything you and I Don't deal with today That familiar spirit you know what familiar Spirit is it's a family spirit You got family spirits. They watch you. And the only thing that keeps that family spirit from imposing or or tearing your family apart is you praying in the Holy Ghost and living godly and holy. That's what keeps those things. That's why I've heard people say, well, that's a familiar. If you got the blood of the lamb on you, you've been baptized in Jesus name. You've got the blood that's been applied to you. You don't have to deal with a familiar spirit. You can break that curse. You can break that hold. And Jacob runs to uncle's house thinking maybe I got by with what I did. And he shows up at the uncle's house and there it is. Rachel, beautiful, favored, the eye gate, less inside of itself. He sees Rachel and he, matter of fact it even says brother Mike, it's a, he kissed her before he married her. And he goes to Laban and says Laban I want her He said well fortunate enough for you We're kinfolk Which I ain't got that one down yet But (laughs) cousins don't marry me I ain't going to say nothing on that one He said we're kinfolk I'd rather give her to you than a stranger I tell you what I'll make a deal with you Now here it is Old Jacob Thinking he got by. But see here's what God was after. There was purpose. Resting on Jacob. There was a purpose and a promise. That was on Jacob. What you and I need to understand is. If you got breath in your body. God's got a purpose for you. God's got a destiny for you. God's got something He's wanting you to do. And and on the journey of getting you to the fulfillment of the promise, many people clock out and give up. Many people just stop because Aaliyah comes into the picture. Well, I didn't think this is how my life was going to end up. I didn't think this is how the road was going to end I never saw me here. See, Jacob didn't see that either. All he could see was like that Iba Jiba y'all do. Heart, light, heart bulb like what eyes? What you think? That face with them hearts in the eyeballs. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know. I don't see none of them things. But anyhow. He got hearts in it. And his eyes are bugged out because he sees Rachel. He found something that caught his attention. Brother Micah. But God says before I can give you. If you miss this statement You're going to miss the whole message Before I can give you what your heart's longing for I'm going to see what you do with Aaliyah Before I give you what you're asking God for I'm going to see what you do With Aaliyah And, and, And let me go back and say something Don't stop sending me them heart eyeballs to all my moms out here. Y'all pointing at y'all. Y'all know I'm not about. Y'all make me feel so special. Don't stop that. Just let me preach. Before God could give him. Brother Kenny. What he wanted. He had to learn. To love. Listen. What he didn't. Somebody needs to hear me in the Holy Ghost today. I'm not coming to you with a polished message today. I'm coming to you again with a word from God telling somebody before God gives you and I what we're longing for, we're going to have to learn to love Leah in the difficult times. And he's looking at Rachel saying, "This is it. Man, this is a piece of cake. If I just work for 7 years, man, I mean, for us as men, you give me a formula Man, I've my teeth, pull my bootstraps up. I'm going to make the formula because I know the end. Come on, men. We're, we're co-calculated. We're not emotional like the ladies. Not negative. That's just the way ladies are. Y'all are emotional. We're analytical. You give me a formula, seven years, and I get her. Woo-hoo. Man, I'm telling you, I'm building the beach house now. It's going to happen come hell or high water. I'm getting the girl. It even says it like this. It was just a few. Seemed like just a few days. Time flies when you're working for the promise. Time flies when you when you you see a goal and you're you're working toward the goal. Man, if I I, I'm almost there. I'm almost at the light of the the lights at the end of the tunnel. I I ain't talking about death. I'm talking about you you coming out. I can see it. It's like building something. Man, it's starting to come together. It makes sense. And time flew by. But is it just me? When you get a Leah, time stops. Time just barely moves because I have to deal with something I don't want. And time and, and I go to God every day. God, please take me, please change it, please. And it's like heaven is silent and God's a million miles away. And I'm begging Him, deal with Leah. She's ugly. I got to go to bed every night by her, and she's tender eyed. Oh, come on, some of you laugh. It ain't gonna hurt you, my God. She's rough, but you see, sometimes God allows you and I to have to deal with things like Aaliyah. It's not pleasant to look upon. It's not fun and goosebumps and frilly and ooh. Many times that's what our services are. We come to church and I don't feel a goosebump. I don't feel the presence of God like I want to feel Him. You could be in Aaliyah season. You say, well, my prayer's dry, my life's empty, my, my, my heart, my, I feel hopeless. I, you're in a Leah season. I feel distraught, I feel distressed, I feel anxious, I feel frustrated, I feel fear, I feel this. If you're feeling any of that, you could be in a Aaliyah moment. It's ugly right now, it don't look good right now. She ain't really good to look upon right now. But you need to get your eyes off of Aaliyah and just do what you know to do. Treat her right and let God bring you out to a Rachel moment. God's doing the work, no matter how uncomfortable it is, Brother Smith, how difficult it is, don't make no sense. Thank you, I'm stuck. Now, time's flying, Jacob's having seven years flying by. Now, watch. The Holy Ghost is going to do a work in this building before the end of this service in the hearts of people. Don't mistake in this service. as just some natural, natural, just plain old Sunday morning service. The Holy Ghost will have a very clear work in the hearts of individuals in this building. This ain't just another Sunday morning. I'm not trying to hype you up. I'm not trying to build you up. I know what I know. I got a phone call earlier this morning and someone told me there's going to be very clear. You say, well, what you telling me all that for, Benoit? I'll tell you. I'm saying that because God's trying to encourage you and I in Leah moments. You're not alone in what you're going through. You're not fighting this by yourself. But God's closer now than he's ever been before. And he's ready to help you and I. Don't let the season of Leah deter you from the Rachel moment. Time flew seven years blinking it's over and he goes to Laban and says give me my wife i'm not going to go into it but it's it's real simple Basically, he didn't have nothing to give. When you go to get a woman or you go get a wife in the Old Testament, you had to give a gift. He didn't have nothing to give. He was broke. He was a, he, he was a hoodlum running when he should have done what was right and went back and faced the music. But he didn't do what he was supposed to do. He had no money. So he said, I'm going to have to work her off. Imagine, man. Whew, if you had to work seven years, I'd do it, baby. <laughs> i am Brother Mark, can tell? I'd do it now. So she stayed with you. He worked seven years. He said, give me. And that's why it says wife. That's very specific. Because according to the she was already his. Give me my wife. It was already done. Now, you ever read the next verse? And say, how in the world did he get mixed up with Leah? Is your eyes not open? Let me give you the historical setting. And then I'll give you the spiritual connection. Do you remember when he went to Isaac and he clothed himself with camel's hair or whatever the hair was? And, and he went to Isaac and he and Isaac touched him and said, Why do you feel like Esau? Because the Bible said Isaac's eyes were dimming. He took advantage of a man that couldn't see. So God took advantage of a man that could see. Oh that's just good preaching So if I deceive somebody That couldn't help it God's going to come back and say You reap what you sow And I'm going to do it While your eyes are wide open When you could have fought it off I'm not going to let you You reap what you sow. So he's in his tent. Waiting to consummate marriage. Now the history is. She comes in with a veil. And it's dark. And he wakes up the next morning. And sees Leah. You ever wake up one morning. And your whole world's just turned. Don't nudge your husband and wife right there. You're stuck with her. You're stuck with him. You ever wake up one morning, Brother Ken, and your whole world turned? You wake up, and we look at it and go, how did I get here? You reaped what you sowed. You say, well, oh my God, Benoit, you are so negative. The positive is, you got purpose. And God's doing everything He can to get you aligned with His purpose it's the beautiful story God don't ever give up if he ever said you got something to do if he said it when you were 10 years old Micah, God never changes his mind he comes back around 30 or 40 years and says I'm going to keep working with you and I'm going to keep helping you and it doesn't matter what you've sown yeah you're going to reap it but I'll give you my spirit to help you overcome it and get to where I want you to go there's a purpose, there's a destiny, you might as well learn to love Leah because Rachel ain't coming until Leah has babies it didn't change I'm jumping ahead it didn't change until he started loving Leah after he hated her you say well how you know that she popped out about four more babies and Rachel couldn't have none there was obviously a relationship The hard part is Realizing How did I get here How did I get in this place And he goes to Laban and says Okay Laban, here it is You deceived me Light bulb should have went off right there Sister Becky And he should have said This is what I did But he didn't. He said, you did this to me. We never want to take blame. We never want to look at ourselves and say, I'm not talking victim mentality. I'm so horrible. I'm so worthless. I'm not worth anything. This is all my fault. No, it takes two to tango. But hear me. There's another point in that that I look at myself and say, okay, God, what in me needs to change? What in me I can't push off on somebody else that's going to help me deal with Leah until I get the promises that you have for me? He said, you did this to me. You deceived me. Laban comes back with a good excuse Whether it was true or not He said it's a custom We can't give away the older Esau was the older And Jacob took the older So now Jacob's coming here saying I want Rachel, she's the younger I don't know how clear I know it's clear to me Maybe I'm not articulating it clear enough To me brother Roy It was so clear God not only didn't let him see. God not only made him take the odor. God put back in order everything Jacob messed up. And before God can ever do a miracle for me and you, God wants to bring order to our life. He wants to bring order to our prayer life. He wants to bring order to our families. He wants to bring order to our marriages. He wants to bring order to our living for God. Because wherever there's order, the glory of God will rest on that order. Folks, we're in the end time. And if there's ever a time we need God's glory, we need it now. And the vehicle to get to God's glory is praise and order. So if you're here today and you're in a Leah season, remember there's something good gonna come out of it. If it's me changing, if it's my family changing, some things we go through, it ain't about me. It's about my family. But God lets me, I'll never forget it. Story my wife tells. She was a young teenager. In the church, if I remember it right. Don't correct me, we'll talk about it after. She was in the church young, Sister Debbie. Sitting back there. And she was talking, sitting by maybe two boys or two for people, whatever. And them two were cutting up. She was a teenager, if I remember right. Go ahead, no, it's okay. She's sitting back there with two teenage boys, or girls, whatever. And they cutting up back there. She ain't doing nothing. And Brother Ewan from the pulpit... Stop cutting up in church Boy that would shock everybody Today nowadays Bless God I'm going to take my tithing somewhere else God's kingdom ain't going to be stopped By your lack of tithing That's an IRS thing You need to get that out of your mind He said stop Rhonda Stop it He called her He didn't call the two boys Brother Bushnell He called her After service somehow I don't know how He goes baby I did that because I know you could handle it They couldn't handle it Here it is Sometimes you go through things And God chastises you brother Wade Because he's after somebody in your family Brother Mark Sometimes he allows you to go through Hell and chaos and problems Not because God's against you Or you're reaping what you sow That's not it There's two sides of that coin. But it could be God's trying to do something in your family. But he knows he can trust you with trouble. You'll be faithful no matter what you're not going to ever give up and never throw in the towel. I'm going to stick with what God has no matter what. And we allow things go into our life and our families and we think God's against me or, or immediately condemnation. I'm reaping what I sowed. Let's flip the coin right now. Maybe you haven't reaped anything. Maybe you're just going through something because God's trying to reach somebody in your life. God's letting you go through cancer because God's going to show others how he's a healer. God's letting you go through struggles in your marriage because God's going to show others I'm a healer of a marriage, I'm a healer of a body I'm a healer of a mind you may be struggling in your mind today with fear and anxiety but God lets you go through it because he's going to show others there's always going to be a faithful individual that never gives up someone that learns how to love Leah someone that learns I can love Leah through it all I don't have to hate her I don't have to be mean to her But I can say the Lord giveth And the Lord taketh away Blessed be the name of the Lord The Lord giveth God she's my wife Rachel but now it looks like she got taken away. And now I'm stuck with Leah. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. God, whatever you want to do, I'm yours. I, whatever, you, However you want to do it, God, I'm yours. However you want to do my life and my family, I'm yours. To that individual that's pliable and flexible. And lets God have his way. It's the one that's not only going to get Leah. But you're going to get Rachel. And you're going to get many more after that. That's going to show the blessing of God and the favor of God. God is in an hour of multiplying. He's looking for businessmen. He's looking for preachers. He's looking for saints of God. He's looking for Sunday school teachers that he can multiply in finances, multiply you in anointing, multiply you in wisdom, multiply you in peace, multiply you in joy. Is there anybody under the sound of my voice that's ready to love Leah? Because there's a blessing that God's ready to give you. It's not always going to be that way to fight for a job. It's not always going to be like that. Trying to make ends meet, one check to another. It's not always going to be like that. You hear me, Gage? You hear me, individual? It's not always going to be a struggle, Brother Dale. It's not always going to be a battle. Rachel's coming. Rachel's coming. And there's still blessings in Leah. I don't have to wait for the, just the Rachel. Rachel's coming. But there's blessings in Leah. That if I open my eyes, God can show me there's a lily in the valley. He's a bright morning star. He's the rose of Sharon. He can be whatever you need him to be in your darkest hour. While you're walking with a Leah that you don't want. I don't want this. I don't want this pie. I don't want this situation. I don't want to have to deal with this. That's Leah, uh, and he closes. Give her to me. He said, "I tell you what, work seven more years for me." Now, if you'll go read that verse, he got Leah right away. Didn't he work the seven years? It wasn't seven more years. Then you get Rachel. It was he got Rachel and then he worked seven more years. He worked a total of 20 years. Seven and seven for the two women. Six for the cows. 20 total. When he finally got her. His affections turned. We learn by example. He hated Leah. And here's my message. Took me 30 minutes to get here. Brother Jeff, he hated her. He got Rachel. Here's what happened. He got Rachel. And he got Leah. Together. And the Bible says. Rachel's womb was closed. But Leah's was open. And here's what happened. He went into Leah. And he birthed. Reuben. Simon. Levi. Can anybody tell me the fourth one? Judah, what did he give birth to the lineage of Jesus came from Judah, go read Matthew chapter 1 it came from Joseph So, what God's trying to tell you and I from our Leah that we don't want from the hardships of life that we don't want from the difficulties and the abnormalities and the transitions and all these things that we go through Those are Leah moments If you'll let Leah Get close to you Don't push her away Don't kill Leah Don't don't, don't get mad at God For the hardships you've been through Because it was Leah's That are trying to make something in you That could have never worked If it wouldn't have been for Leah If it wouldn't have been for Leah Messiah Watch Out of Rachel She let her started having kids She had two Anybody know? Benjamin, Joseph, Joseph came from Rachel, he affected a nation, Jesus came from Leah, he affected a world, do we want short-sighted relationship with God, just enough to get by? Or do we want a relationship with Him that we can impact the world beyond just our local community? I don't know about you, but i got family and friends that I want to see the power of God. Musicians, come. Sister Ashley, Sister Lisa, come. I want to see the power of God impact a world. But you see, Jacob, how ironic we never see what God's doing in the storm. It's only once we come out. We see God's work. And here's where we are. Can you hold on in faith. Until God brings you to. The promise. The thing you've asked God for. Can you hang on. Until God bursts the Look how Paul said it. Find me in Romans 8 and 28 just real quick. Paul, not Romans, 2 Corinthians. You find me Romans. But 2 Corinthians, Paul said like this. He said, there was given a thorn to me in the flesh. And when he asked God to get rid of the thorn in the flesh, he said, God spoke back to him, my grace is sufficient. In other words, God never pulled it out. He left the thorn. Here's why. Because Paul had been elevated to the third heavens and he had seen revelations that no man has ever seen before. It was a balancing act. God allowed a thorn to balance him in revelation. Same thing for you and I. Sometimes God lets Leah and Rachel come together as a balancing act. Strive for what you dream for in God. But always remember, there's always a blessing even in the thorn. There's a blessing in the struggle. There's a blessing in the valley that you and I walk through that we don't understand, because we know the ultimate end, and we know all things work. what? Together, stand with me. for the good, to them that love God, and to them that are, what, called to His purpose. Every individual under the sound of my voice here today You're called with a purpose You're here today for a purpose You came because you're hungry You came because you want to hear from God You came because that's what we do on Sundays For many we we go to church on Sunday And that's a good thing that we do But greater purpose is I'm not coming just to come. I'm coming to church because I want to hear the purpose of God for my life. I want to hear what God has for me. I want to hear how God's going to strengthen me and help me through the dilemma that I don't know how I'm going to face what I'm facing. I close with this last statement. Boy Scouts, honor. Moses, brother Jeff, you'll appreciate this. Moses went up to the mountain eight times. Seven times he went to the mountain because God told him to. The eighth time God didn't tell him to, Sister Debbie. Moses went on his own to see God's glory. And when he did, God opened the glory and he began to see things. He shine all this. He went because he wanted to, not because he had to. Hear me. Across this congregation, across Christianity in North America. If we ever get the revelation, I come because I want to and I want to see his glory. You ain't got paper and ink enough to write the miracles that we will see in our midst. If I do it because I have to, young people, I got to go to church. I got to go to prayer meeting. I got to, I got to, I got to. That's good. Let your mama drag you. Let them bring you to, uh, you keep doing it. But somewhere in our life, we've got to transition from I got to, to I get to. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to see his glory. I've been coming to God and coming to church and praying when I don't feel like it through Leah moments. But now I get to see his glory. Lift your hands all across this building right now. If you're hungry for his glory, if you're hungry, you say, well, I I need help with my Leah. My life is difficult. My family is a challenge. I need help. I'm struggling, I got a life I didn't ask for I got a marriage I didn't ask for I got kids, uh, God I don't know what happened I raised them but why are they doing what they're doing I didn't ask for this God It's a Leah. don't you give up now Don't you stop praying now If there's ever a time Pray, Rachel's coming Come on lift your hands, lift your voice right now This is our altar call for right now Come on, don't just stop short. Lift your voice. Just close your eyes and worship Him for a moment. Some of you are in a Leah hour. You're in a Leah season. You've been dealt a hand you didn't ask for. Just hang in there. There's a Rachel. It's not fair. I know it's not fair. They deceived you. But hang in there.